Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio presented by Callaway Golf. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Got a great show for you this week as we tackle a couple of big topics in the game of golf. One of those is heckling, which has uh, certainly reared its ugly head once again, and some thinking it's not so ugly. Patrick Reed, the recipient of a cheater heckle during the Maui, I guess not Maui Invitational, but the Tournament of Champions there at Kapalua in Maui. And uh, a, a lot of discussion. It spurred a discussion as to whether or not that is something that should be allowed in the game of golf. And there's a lot of factors and things to consider. We'll get into all of that. Plus, we're going to welcome in Thomas Pagel from the USGA. The World Handicap is now available and is the standard. What does that mean for you and your handicap? And what is it going to mean going forward? What are the changes? What are the impacts to you, to your course, to your playing partners, to your tournament play? All of that will welcome Thomas Pagel from the USGA to answer those for you. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss that. Plus, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy. He'll weigh in on this uh, heckling issue. Jeff Rude, our good friend and longtime golf broadcaster and uh, journalist, will join us. I, I want to get hit. You know, if there's one guy that knows something about Rude, it would be the man who's his last name. So yep. why don't we find out from Jeff himself whether heckling is rude or is this just part of the fact that golf is becoming more and more mainstream like the other sports? It, it is an interesting topic, isn't it, Bob? Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's pretty interesting that that you hear that type of thing. You know, a few years ago it was Baba Booey and um, – Mashed potato you know, and mashed potato and all that kind of stuff. And and now you're hearing guys uh, taking the next level after the Ryder Cup or not, excuse me, the President's Cup down down in Australia. And guys are calling people cheaters out of the crowd, um, pointing that at Patrick Reed. So 
Kind of crazy. I want to get your take on it. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, as I said, we've got some good guests to talk about it as well. And I'd love to hear from you. Our Twitter handle is at RealGolf. That's where you can give us a follow. Next week, by the way, we're going to be giving you the inside scoop on the all-new Maverick drivers that are coming out from Callaway Golf, Fairway Woods, Hybrids, Irons as well. Give us a follow. You're going to want to follow us on Twitter at RealGolf because you could have a chance to win one of those brand-new drivers from Callaway Golf. Mavericks coming to one of our great followers at Real Golf. You want to jump on, tell your friends, get them on board, and uh, give yourself a best chance to win a brand new driver from Callaway Golf. We'll talk about more of that next. We'll get into this heckling topic as we continue. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. It's presented by Callaway Golf. Coming up on Tuesday, mark your calendars, follow Callaway Golf on all their social channels. You're going to find out the details and the first look at the new Maverick Drivers, Fairway Woods, hybrids and irons that are releasing on tuesday that's right this coming tuesday if you're not following them be sure to do so uh at callaway golf uh, on twitter and other social media there's going to be a huge launch on tuesday and you'll find out all about that from callaway and then next week right here on real golf radio we'll be bringing you the inside scoop with our good buddy dave neville who is uh, senior director brand management for callaway golf and he's going to tell us all about it i just talked to him he has been spending some time with some fittings. He's gotten fit himself, and he's got some really good feedback and data and some of the tour stats. And and by the way, Bob, this week at the Sony Open in Hawaii, it's the first full field event yeah. on the PGA Tour for 2020, and it's also the first time this product is available. Some of the players got it shipped to them ahead of time. Some of them was just it was there at the golf course when they arrived. And remember, there's no tour vans on the islands. No, that's so, correct. The, the numbers that are being put in play this week, he expects maybe 14, and they haven't even had full fitting. That's how much they're loving what they're seeing out of Mavericks. So uh, be sure to check that out. Launch on Tuesday. All right, Bob, <clears throat> we appreciate uh, you joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. This this uh, whole thing of heckling. And by the way, we, we got to get into Justin Thomas. Picked up win number 12 and joined some elite company. We'll tell you about that. We'll get into some of the other thoughts about going into that playoff. Xander Shoffley, oh so close. Patrick Reed with a, fo- a phenomenal Sunday round to put himself in position and get into that playoff so there's a lot of things a lot of takeaways from week number one and and we will get there but we got to start with the heckling because that's the topic of the week in the game of golf and I've got some feelings on it and I know Bob does as well what uh, one of the things that I think is really spurring this Bob is and we just mentioned the social channels what we're finding now with this whole social media world is that we feel and I say we I'm talking about the general public the fans the observers Right. We all feel based on the fact that celebrities, sports stars, athletes, golf, whatever, they're sharing their inside lives with us via social media. And so there becomes this interesting idea that where we once just had Facebook and you had to be friends with somebody to see their channel, you're now able to be friends, if you will, or followers of your favorite people and find out exactly what they're doing almost on a daily basis. Yes. And you, if you don't like that person, it almost, it gives you fuel, personal fuel to be able to attack them. And people become more and more emboldened, especially yeah, on empowered. Yeah. Channels like Twitter. And so I think that is what is spilling over onto into the galleries. You see it in other sports as well from the, from the stands. So I, I think that is a big thing. I'll address that number one. I, I think that the the social media, I guess the brazenness of some of the fans is spilling over, and you're starting to see that. What do you do? You agree? Disagree? What's your thoughts? No, I I agree with you. Um, I th- I see a couple of things. First of all, we've become a society a society as of recent. Um, it, you know, maybe in the last three or four years or whatever, with all of the social media and like you said, Twitter and that kind of thing. That people can share their opinions and there's no their opinions and there's no repercussions for, from it. Um, they can share them as loud and as big as they want, and 
you don't have somebody there in your face that's going to knock your head off because you you said something and and you can you know guys troll people and and that kind of thing and and they're looking for a fight they're looking for a fight so now you come into the arena of say golf and and sitting in the stands or or on the back of a tee or whatever and if you don't like something about somebody you guys guys start spewing and they start uh, making comments and stuff. Justin Thomas, just what a couple of years ago, kicked, had a guy kicked out in in Phoenix. Um, we saw Chris DeMarco. Remember when the guy went yeah. Noonan from the crowd on that short putt, he pointed at him. They took him off the golf course. The guy, no love. We were standing right there watching Davis love when he was playing in the, in the match play at La Costa. And the guy said no love on the tee when he was playing Tiger Woods. And they went down there, kicked the guy right out of the golf course. But it's become more prevalent for people to to voice their opinions, uh, make remarks. We saw it at the Presidents Cup with Patrick Reed, um, and now we see it again at the Century Tournament of Champions last week in Maui when the guy yelled "cheater" from the from the from the crowd. Um, Patrick Reed said he didn't hear it, but um, yeah, it's not it's not part of the game and it's not called for, especially with with people watching the game of golf. Okay, that's what I wanted to get to because we we identified we kind of led with what I think is causing some of it and one of the reasons. But it, is it appropriate for for fans to be able to holler no. like that in in your no. mind? It, it it hasn't historically. It's been it's been more of it. There's been more decorum, even among the the patrons, Correct. if you Correct. will, the fans that are there. It's becoming less so. You've got phones, you've got social, you've got all these things, you've got betting, you've got alcohol, you've got more passionate buy-in by the fans. Some of the people would say that's a good thing, uh, that the, the fans are buying in more and there's more passion and it's becoming more mainstream like other sports. Others would argue that it's not. I, I, I guess I know you've been around a long time and I'm pretty sure I know your opinion on this, but do you, do you think there's a place for that? Is it okay for fans to have fun? They paid their ticket. They're there. That's just part of the game. Is it okay to, to, for them to, if they think that's, that's fun, to go ahead and holler at these guys? Well, no. And, and that's, not, that's not the part of the game that, or, or the part of the crowd that you allow people to, to go ahead and yell and heckle and, and, and be boisterous and all that kind of thing. That's not part of it. Um, in golf, it's totally different. And I think, I think we're going down the wrong track if we start to accept it and let it run its course. I don't, I don't agree with, with commissioner Monahan on that deal. Yeah. He said, you just got to let it play out. And, and that also the players should expect that this is part of, of being in this arena, right? They make a lot of money. And by the way, fans feel like if they make a, if somebody makes a lot of money, then they should have to take whatever they're willing to throw at them. So that, and that's in all sports, not just golf. I here, here's the difference. Okay. And, and we've argued this before, but the golf ball is at rest and it's quiet. If you holler something or there's a noise made to, 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 to break the concentration, then it's, it's going to cost a player, right? If it's yep. loud and ruckus the whole time, you from start to finish, like you'll see on the first tee at a, at a Ryder Cup when Bubba Watson gets the crowd going and they cheer all the way through his shot, that doesn't bother him. It's the sudden change. And I've always maintained that if you were in the middle of a basketball NBA game and it was loud and everyone's waving those things behind the backboard and then just as he's about to shoot that free throw, everyone could simultaneously go dead quiet, there's not a chance that ball gets to the rim. I believe that hundred percent believe that. So, um, I, and I, I think it applies to all sports that said, the question is whether or not it should be allowed in the game. 
And, and I think betting now coming into the game is only going to further uh, exacerbate the situation. We'll talk about that more coming up next. The caddy joins us as we continue this topic. Again, you can weigh in at Real Golf is our Twitter handle. Uh, caddy joins us next. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Boki SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for being with us as we continue talking about, uh, you know, I think this is a, a really valid topic. I think it's something that we can continue to talk about probably to the end of time. I, I'm anxious to see how... With so many factors at play, how this 
the sport and the fans that attend the sport start to change and and evolve as our sport evolves into more mainstream mm-hmm. and in our society in itself in and of itself starts to evolve and th- there's so many less barriers as we've mentioned than than there used to be and so p- fa- people including fans who are also well lubricated are you know getting more and more courage to yell things out and 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 it changes the game no doubt about it anxious to get the caddy's point of view here he is there are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us here each and every week. And before we bring him on, just one other reminder coming up on Tuesday, it's the big launch for Maverick, the driver, Fairway Woods, Hybrids, Irons, all coming out from Callaway Golf. Be sure to tune in to Callaway Golf and their social channels coming up on Tuesday for the big announcement. Caddy joining us right now. Caddy, what's up, man? I am going to take a very opposite viewpoint on it, on things here. Have you been listening change. to the first segment to know if you're going to be opposite or not? I well, I I'm, I know what you're talking about. Okay. You, you mentioned some terms. You mentioned some terms in your little preview there. Okay. That I that I'm going to disagree with. All right. I think I think people I think people are going the wrong direction in golf. And let me explain. The two words I'm going to disagree with are evolve and grow the game. Then the term grow the game. Okay. I think those are. I think I think the term more properly applied is not that things are evolving, but they're devolving. I think they're going backwards and they're getting worse. That's how I'm looking at it. And then the grow the game thing. I don't understand why do we need to grow the game. Well, that's the job of every organization is to get more eyeballs on your sport, making your advertising more valuable, making more money for your players and caddies. Why? All of those things. It's because it's a business. That's why. Golf's not a business. Absolutely. Golf is a game. Well, it's not a business. Okay, but in the context in which which we're talking about, it's professional golf. It's not a game. But I think think your attitude is what's completely wrong about all of it. I think you're saying bring more mainstream, bring more eyeballs. I I'm not saying not anything. I'm just I am just simply pointing out that this is the discussion that is going on and and you can't deny right, I think the that's fact a that big mistake. I think the thing that's attractive about golf is that it's different than most other sports. We have different rules, we have different ethics, different behaviors. That's what I think attracts a lot of people to golf. If you make it like everything else, then it's like everything else. I think, look, when, when Ben Hogan and Sam Sneed were growing up playing golf, there was no public golf anywhere. It was extremely difficult to access golf unless you had a lot of money. And look at what they did. They did just fine. They made great careers. They became great players. There were, you know, for a long time, and in most countries even now, golf has always been an elitist sport. Yet, People with no money figure out how to become very good players. Sebi Biasera another example. There's, there's tons of examples like that. And I don't have any problem with golf being like that at all because it's been just fine. In fact, I think a lot of us were really attracted to golf because it's different than all these other sports. I don't want, I don't want 
golf to degrade itself to be like other sports with other sports fans type behavior with other sports types of ethics. That's just how I feel about it. I think it's a mistake to think, Oh, we've got to appeal to all these young people who have 35 second attention, you know, 15 second attention. Best. No, we don't. Golf's not going anywhere. You don't have to appeal to them. If you want to appeal to them, keep it different. Keep it like it's always been traditional. Mm. Well, that flies in the face for some reason there. You know, some people say evolve or die, right? So. Not going to die. Game's not going to go away. It's been around for hundreds of years. More than most games. Way more than most games. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not going to die. Since when's golf going to, golf's going to die because we don't make more money in it? No. But you got to continue to attract the interest of the next generation. Why? Why? Because when we all pass away, who's going to play if, if we're not attracting the, the, the next generation? Why did, why, did, what, why did we start playing 40 years ago when there was nothing like this growing the game stuff at all? It was a lot harder to access. Why did we get so drawn to it? It's not because of anything we're doing today to try, try, try to draw people to it. It's the opposite. We were drawn to it because there's nothing like hitting a golf ball solid. That feeling is a feeling that it's one of the great things that life has to offer when you flush a golf ball, you're you're there. You, golf's got you. It's tin it cup, man. Yeah. He's tin cup right now. It's nothing quite nothing such a pure as a feeling of a well struck golf shot. Hear him going there. Yeah. That's right. That's what it is. I mean, you're you know, golf is like that. You don't need anything to make that happen. And you know, it's I just I just don't understand the point of. I think I think by devolving things, which is the term I'm going to use. I I see this as a as making things worse, making the game less attractive when you do things like that. The mainstream stuff, get more eyeballs in there, play music, you know, on the range at an event, you know, when you're, when you're, I I just couldn't disagree with that more. I think that's, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to go to a, to a tour. When I went to tour events as a young kid, I mean, it was a beautiful place to go. It was like going to a major league baseball stadium at night. They turn the lights on. You've been playing on a dirt infield in little in little league, and you see this grass, and it's like holy moly! It's like going to Augusta for the first time. Why are yeah. people so attracted to the Masters? The reason people are so attracted to the Masters is because it's so traditional. That's what that's what golf is. Why do people go to St Andrews? Tradition. Home of golf. Tradition. Tradition of the game. Yep. You know, it, I, I don't think you're going to hear anytime soon walk-up music at the Masters or at St. Andrews. <laughs> That's true. I, if you I, did, it would be piano music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Jim Spectator Nash Guide. Here, let me read this from the, the Spectator track. Guide, Caddy. So the Spectator yeah. Guide at Augusta says, in golf, customs of etiquette and decorum are just as important as rules governing play. It is appropriate for spectators to applaud successful strokes in proportion to difficulty, but excessive demonstrations by a player or his partisans are not proper because of the possible effect upon other competitors. Most distressing to those who love the game of golf is the applauding or cheering of misplays or misfortunes of a player. Such occurrences have been rare in the Masters but we must eliminate them entirely if our patrons are to continue to merit their reputation 
as the most knowledgeable and considerate of the world. I think that's what you're talking about. Is that that's that's from Bobby Jones. That's the traditions of there the game. Go. That's what we know and we love, you know. And uh, and you know, and players players uphold those traditions of the game. Game. Hopefully, with with you know with the uh, the rules of the game and that kind of thing. But but I agree with you in a lot of ways that we don't that we don't need that the outside influences, the heckling, the baba buoys, all that kind of stuff. We don't need that in the game. When I was growing up and I started playing junior golf tournaments in Washington, D.C., there was this guy named Frank Emmett who basically created the junior program, and he was kind of a legend for doing this. Um, I couldn't play in the Maryland State Junior. I couldn't play in the Maryland Open. I couldn't play in any of that stuff because I didn't belong to a country club that was a member of the golf state golf association. I was shut out. I got, I've had a chip on my shoulder with country clubs ever since then, but didn't have anything to do with me not loving golf and not wanting to play golf at all. Maybe it even inspired me. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that's right or that's good. And it's different now. You, I, I think you, it may be different now. You, you probably still have to, have some qualification to play in the Maryland open, but so it's hardly an open, right? <laughs> it's the Maryland yeah. closed. We used to call it the Maryland, Maryland closed. So yes, that, but, but, but I'm just making a point that those things didn't even come close to making me quit playing golf or not be attracted to the game. Okay. So I just think the game itself is what attracts you. The hitting a golf ball solid is what really grabs you. But all the stuff that goes with it, I remember going out to the Kemper Open when I was like 16 years old and seeing a pro tournament for the first time, and the atmosphere was just so special. And the atmosphere was kind of like Bob Jones described in that paragraph about the game. That's what it was like. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, Caddy, do you disagree that the, that, that golf today – is more exciting in the advent of Tiger and what he did to change professional golf than it was prior to Tiger coming on the stage? Because it certainly changed. And I wasn't around when, when Arnold Palmer did his thing in, in the 60s, but I'm told it changed and it became more exciting. So I, I, I think I understand what you're saying and upholding the traditions, and I love that creed by Bob Jones in the Spectator Guide at the Masters. And but and I love going to the Masters for that reason. But it it feels to me like this train has 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 left the station, and it's, there's really no bringing it back. And and it's kind of even Jay Monahan said you got to kind of let this play out and see what's going to happen and evolve. And it's it's happening. You're adding you're adding uh, passionate fans that are buying in. You're adding uh, cell phones and and uh, social media accounts that are emboldening these fans. You're adding alcohol sales uh, even more aggressively, and and now you're going to add betting into the game. So you understand. Heckling, they could literally affect the outcome of a tournament. So what? They get kicked out. They just won cash. So you know because they were able to heckle the, the guy they were they weren't the, what they weren't betting for. So I, I I can see that this could go and get way out of hand. Um, but at the same time, it's it's great to see the the sport continue to grab more eyeballs and become more and more popular. I I, I disagree with that. I don't think it's great. 
I think it's I think it's fine to, for the sport to become more popular and for more people to be into it. But everything you described in in your last commentary was make more money. That's what the gambling's about. Is gambling about anything but making more money? Anything no. at all? No, it's about making more money. So when you bring the scenario in where you can affect the outcome of a tournament because some guy has a big bet on somebody and yells in the middle of their swing and he's going to win his bet, right? He's made more money. Well, yeah, okay. Has that made the game better? No. Uh, no, I've got, look, I'm no. not for that. I'm just saying that's going to happen. Yeah, but I'm saying that's the problem. That's because the focus is all – when people say grow the game, it's the parallel to make more money. What it is. That's what that's what grow the game means. It means make more money for most people. I don't, I don't think, think that's. That I don't think that's. Unit. I don't think that's all evil. By the way, I, I think it's. I think it's. I, I I don't think it means that when the USGA says it at all. I think the USGA is interested in figuring out how to get people interested in playing golf. I think that's you know that's cool. That's great. But I think I think for for most when most people use the term grow the game. They're talking about how do we make more money, and most of what you described is how do we make more money. So I just um, I think to, to me though here's the thing the bottom line I'm trying to make it point I'm trying to make is that the attractive thing about golf it is it, is that it is not like everything else it it doesn't require you to have a cell phone out there it doesn't require you to have Instagram out. I think it would be way better, way better. How many people think everybody looking at their cell phones for eight hours a day is a positive? <laughs> yeah, true. Anybody think that? Well, what, no. what, what if we kept the cell phone ban on at a golf tournament? You can't bring your phone. Well, you're going to say, oh, you're going to lose people. Well, so what? Well, you know, okay, if, if, we're, if we're trying to make as much money as possible, you know, let's you know, let's bring top golf out instead of having a PGA tournament. They make a lot of money. They got a great thing going on. It's a great business idea. But I think it'd be better if you couldn't bring a cell phone at all with you to the golf course, because you know what? Detoxing from your cell phone is a pretty good thing to do. All right, Caddy. There is one tournament. Yeah. That doesn't allow you to have cell phones. There sure is, isn't there? And it's the one. Yes, there is. What? I mean, if you're naming the, the top couple tournaments in the world, that tournament's always mentioned as number one usually, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Without question. Every year, without question. All, yeah. all right, Caddy, so we're at, we're out of time. We're up against a break. But so, so to go back to the question I was going to ask you in the beginning, so are, are you against do – you, do you think it's – are you against heckling then? Is that inappropriate that somebody yelled cheater at, uh, in the golf tournament last week with Patrick Reed? I think it's entirely appropriate if you're sitting in the end zone at the Raiders game, but it's not appropriate at a golf tournament period. All right. There you go. Caddy bringing it strong today and with some strong feelings and uh, we'll continue talking about it. Thanks Caddy. We appreciate that, man. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. See, he still called us gentlemen after that, even with all yeah, the passion. He yeah, and the yeah. and he was you bringing it him up, Brian. Uh, well, look, I, I, I'm not arguing with him. I was just presenting what the what the the topic is and the discussion is, and yeah. and that's his side. And I don't necessarily yeah. disagree. I agree with. Yeah. with <laughs>
You agree that I don't necessarily disagree? I agree. Uh, okay, bro, okay then. All right, Bob agrees. All right, we'll take a break. More Real Golf continues next. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Your hands with the grip. They form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us as we continue this conversation. The heart of this is really, is it rude to heckle a player out there? And so I figured, you know, who better to consult than the man who is known as rude, Mr. Jeff Rude. 
and he's the longtime golf uh, journalist and a good friend of ours. Jeff, uh, it, it, appreciate you joining us, by the way. Is it rude Thanks. then to heckle uh, a player out on the golf course? Well, I think it would be okay for me to heckle somebody because I was born rude. I have an excuse. Other people don't have excuses. <laughs> I love it. See, that, that's, that's, that's going that's right awesome. to the source. Um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously that's been a hot topic this week, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and thank goodness that whoever yelled cheater to Patrick Reed, it's, it's, uh, in the playoff at, uh, Kapalua, it, it, it didn't interfere with the stroke. It was after the stroke, but, but still, you know, uh, I, I'm from the school that it's, it's, uh, it's more, uh, it's more important to be kind than right. Um, you know, I, I don't think golf needs, uh, uh, heckling okay it's it's it sets itself apart from other sports um you know that that doesn't mean you can't uh you know express yourself a little bit but let's be you know uh I'm, i was surprised you know uh, damon heck from the golf channel a long time friend of mine posted a thing that said uh, he agrees with commissioner monahan jay monahan the tour commissioner that heckling is uh is is to be an accepted part um you know, I mean, and uh, you, you have the Monahan quote there, uh, Brian, of what he said, so we can, so the listener can uh, be in sync with us. Yeah. So Damon said from the commission back in March of 2018, quote, yelling, "Get in the bunker," which we'll remember that was an incident that that that's part of the what our players have to accept in any sport. You you go to an away game and people aren't rooting for you, but they can't interfere with what you're trying to do competitively. Unquote. Yeah, I don't think players uh, should have to accept heckling. I don't. I think players, I think players have to, uh, you know, be thin, thin skinned to what's on social media. But he- heckling shouldn't be allowed. There's a on the PGA Tour ticket. There's a decorum policy on the back that doesn't, you know, basically says if you misbehave, we can, you know, we can throw you out. Um, you know. Uh, you know, and, and, and so I, I, I'm surprised to, to hear the commissioner have that sentiment, particularly, particularly, and I think this is important with, you know, live gambling uh, on the way. It, it only stands to possibly get worse if, uh, if the three right. of us are out at the, uh, the, the, the island hole at TPC Sawgrass and we've got, you know, Patrick Reed's got a 10-footer and we've had four beers and, and uh, we've got money on it and he misses it, I mean, who knows what people are going to yell? So, you know, I, 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 I think, uh, I mean, if I were the commissioner of the PGA Tour, I, I, w- I would have, uh, you know, listen, heckling doesn't have a place in our sport and uh, go from there. Well, and, you know, and that's what Bobby Jones said and what, what it says in the Spectator Guide at Augusta National. And, you know, we, we kind of hold Augusta National as the bar for, for what it should be, for, for what decorum and etiquette of, fans and patrons is supposed to be in the game in golf. He said in, in golf customs and etiquette and decorum are just as important as rules governing the play. And, and for, you know, I know that Augusta national, if somebody starts to, to cheer or yell something out of the crowd at a player or stuff, you know, that guy's gone. Um, and so it doesn't oh, have yeah. to be done Bad. by the players. That well, let's go uh, a planet apart from Augusta National, 180 degrees uh, to the Phoenix Open, uh, to yeah. the 16th hole, where you know all hell breaks loose and people. I mean, that that place there gets in the, uh, gets passed, um, you know, and and 
you know, I, I it's not like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but, uh, you know, that, that whole thing, as long as they don't, uh, you know, interfere with, uh, person swing, that whole thing seems to be pretty cool and, and people seem to embrace it. Uh, what do you guys thought about 16 at Phoenix? Yeah, so I, and this is my point exactly, Jeff. I've always maintained it, and being in sports broadcasting and in other sports, football, basketball, you know, from NBA to college football and that type of thing, you get this a lot. Oh, you're a golf guy. You got to be quiet. Try try hitting a, a, a putt with with uh, twenty thousand fans screaming at you or something right, like that. Right, so look, look, I've right. defended this before, and this is the point. The Phoenix sixteenth at Phoenix is not that big of a deal for the players because the noise is a constant. Guys could be yelling, right. but you don't notice it because it's part of the noise. I've always maintained, right. and I said this earlier in the show. If a guy was shoot, an NBA player was shooting a free throw and everyone's behind him screaming, waving all those signs and, and noisemakers and such, if you could simultaneously get all 20,000 fans to go to hush silence just as the NBA player is about to shoot that free throw, I, I promise you it doesn't get to the rim. So it, it, it's the change. It's not the noise. Yeah. It's the that change, right? That would be more right? disruptive. I yeah. agree with you. That would be more disruptive, the quiet. And, well, it's the, it's the one voice. Uh, piercing through the air rather than uh, constant chatter. Yes, that, yeah, that right. throws you, you off. Remember at the, right. You remember at the Ryder Cup a few years back in Chicago there, um, you know, Bubba Watson, he got the, he got the fans and every, everybody to start yelling and, uh, or, and uh, you know, making noise and cheering and that kind of stuff, and he just hit it right off the tee, and it was not, not a big deal. It's, it's that, that sudden interruption, that kind of thing. Um, like you said, that one voice, and then guys start having a problem with, with things happening and hope and, and what we're leading to is that one voice coming out right in the middle of the execution of a shot or a putt or something like well, that. Well, that's right. It really interfering with play, not, you know, the, the interfering with the stroke. Yes. And that, that is, uh, uh, that, that's something that can happen. And, and, but here's the thing, I think it'll, it would self correct it. I mean, if all of a sudden, you know, uh, 50 people per tournament are getting tossed, I mean, you're going to see, I think you're going to see a self-correction if we ever got there in the first place. And, you know, I I think golf fans pretty much know how to behave. Jeff Rue joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, and I think Reed's a different character, too, because if, if golf has a villain, he's the guy. And so, and with the, you know, with, with, with the, uh, incident at the Bahamas and his rap sheet, um, you know, people uh, probably feel more comfortable telling stuff at him. I mean, you know, and, and, and I think what you saw, you got, the, you know, the fans are rough on him down at the President's Cup in Australia. So yep. um, I think Patrick can help himself. I think he could, you know, I, I would love to PR coach him. I really would. I mean, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't comment after the Kapalua thing, you know, about it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's an easy fix. First of all, had he called a penalty on himself in the Bahamas, we wouldn't be talking about it. People wouldn't be yelling cheater. And if we were talking about it, uh, it would be, hey, this guy called a penalty on himself. Maybe he's rediligating his rap sheet. So, uh, you know, but we, uh, you know, I, I think Capilou, he'd say, you know, it's, it's it's unfortunate that people were saying that. Listen, you know, um, uh, it's, you know, there, there, there needs to be some contrition and mea culpa from him at some point. You know, and, and uh, you know, the world loves an apology, particularly American society loves the apology or the or, or some sort of contrition. 
If it's sincere, right? Yeah, and that, that's the thing. So let me, let me second part of this, and I, and I think we, we agree with you that, that fans need to go and have a good time at the golf tournament. They need to be respectful. Right. I mean, if you want to yeah. get fun at, with some guys as they're walking down the fairway and holler at them, that's not going to affect play. Curtis would say it would. But, um, but, but to right. some point, as long as you're not interfering with them being respectful uh, while they're swinging, I think that's, that, that's something there. Now, let, 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 what about, is it, you know, going off this rude thing, and I, I'm probably stealing one of your old uh, sticks here, but is it rude to, to <laughs> criticize a player in the media? I mean, I, I, this, this whole letter, you know, talk about Patrick trying to help himself. This, this idea of him having an attorney send a letter uh, to Brandel Chambly telling him basically stop picking on my guy or will, will you, I'll, I'm ready to accept your apology and please don't say anything more about it. It reminds me that the Koi Pond office episode where Michael Scott puts sensitivity training in place and says, look, write something on the board and you can't be teased about it. Patrick is basically wanting to write the Bahamas sand on the board so he can't be teased about it anymore. And it's, it, it's backfire. I mean, it's, 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 it's silly. Yeah, I, I'm unfamiliar with the uh, the lawyer's letter to, to Brandel. Um, that that seems a little, uh, you know, without seeing it. I mean, I, it'd be hard for me to comment. But um, but the last time I did check, uh, uh, you know, that I, I read the, uh, the Constitution late at night before I went to bed, I, I stumbled across something called the First Amendment. And uh, it, it does allow for, uh, you know, freedom of speech and, and freedom of, uh, you know, free press and so forth and freedom of expression and freedom of peaceful assembly. So uh, I don't know the law and, and I don't know what Brandel said to prompt uh, that. But um, my Lord, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion. He's a commentator for, for my, my. And that's it, right? That's that's what he's paid to do is to express an yeah. opinion, and and uh, it, it's just it's it's interesting um, when you read the language of the letter, uh, according to Golf Week and other sources that have, have put that out there. It's pretty. I, I mean, there, there's no basis for it, so it just feels like going back to you coaching him on right. the PR standpoint. This kind of stuff doesn't do you any favors. It just sort of stirs up the hornet's nest even more. I, I this is not gonna this is not gonna go away for Patrick anytime soon, is it? Well, not unless again he shows some contrition or or uh, saying, "Hey, listen, you know, um, you know, it didn't look good. What happened in the Bahamas didn't look good." But I'm, you know, and uh, you know, uh, you know, everybody, pe- people are calling me names and they're calling me cheater. And and honestly, I didn't think. And I said, "Listen, you know, I, I just say, listen, you know, I'm I'm sorry it happened." I, I I can assure you it's not going to happen again. I'm going to, I'm going to be extra careful. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I hope I get everybody's, uh, if they can understand. And, uh, uh, at the same time, it's, you know, it's not pretty to call names, but, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to donate the money that I won there to chair. You know, I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? Yep. You, yeah, you, exactly. Fight, fight back. I mean, uh, hug the world, you know? Jeff Rude is a veteran golf journalist, longtime golf journalist. He said anything I can do to make him feel old. So, but you know what? This is a guy that just got off his spin class, and I'm just rolling out of the rack. So, uh, yeah. they're, 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 who's old? I'm, I'm old. That's that's who's old. But um, you know what, Jeff? The, the first thing you said was it, you, your belief that it's better to be kind than right. And uh, you know, you, you've not been afraid to take a hard stance on things in the past. But having that mentality, we could all learn from that. I think that's that's my takeaway uh, from this discussion. I appreciate you sharing it and. Uh, Always appreciate your insight and information. 
Oh, guys, thanks. I, 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 you guys are among my favorites, and uh, thanks for having me on. You got it. We'll do it again real soon. Jeff Rude joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Got to take a short break. Show continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Jeff Rude and the caddy for joining us and weighing in on the heckling situation and also the letter to Brandel Shambly from Patrick Reed's attorney. Uh, quite the circus, really, if you ask me. Uh, and we'll just throw allegedly on all of this uh, to... Uh, I guess, keep us from getting any type of letter. We're going to shift gears a little bit coming on the back nine, hour number two. Thomas Pagel from the USGA will join us. We'll talk about this new world handicap system. Stay tuned to Real Golf Radio.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin are unveiling new sanctions against Iran. Talking with reporters at the White House, Mnuchin says the broad sanctions are targeting Iran's economic and security apparatus. The president is issuing an executive order authorizing the imposition of additional sanctions against any individual owning, operating, trading with, or assisting sectors of the Iranian economy. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced she will be transmitting the articles of impeachment against President Trump next week, ending a heated standoff with Senate Republicans over the terms of the impeachment trial. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, having already secured GOP votes for his preferred trial framework, could start the impeachment trial shortly after he receives the articles. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Mother Nature bringing the threat of severe weather to over 75 million Americans. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. Folks in North Texas are bracing for tornadoes, hail, and flash flooding. As forecasters say, a powerful storm system is moving toward the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It will bring hail, damaging winds, flooding, and possible tornadoes. The storm front expected to move through the Dallas-Fort Worth area and then into Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Residents are being told to be ready for damaging winds in excess of 70 miles an hour and hail the size of golf balls. Police in Florida are releasing more information about what led to this morning's lockdown at McDill Air Force Base in Tampa. Just before 2 a.m. this morning, St. Petersburg police say a man with a gun vandalized a car and the front door of his ex's apartment. Police then got a tip that the man might be near the military base. And you're listening to USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 800 965 1290 800 965 1290 The Labor Department reported 145,000 jobs were added in December. That's about 20,000 below what economists were hoping for. Still, it's the 10th straight year the U.S. economy has added jobs. Now, wages were also up, but not quite meeting the expectations many had set. Now, when it comes to what jobs are created, whether they're blue-collar or whether they're white-collar, Dirty Jobs host Mike Rowe tells Fox Business all jobs need to be created equal. It seems to me a coin has heads and tails. They're both equally 
important. If we're still going to look at labor in terms of blue collar and white collar, it's kind of a sucker's bet to start arguing that one is more important than the other. But that's what we do. That's what we do in education. This school is better than that school. How many magazines year after year rank the top 100 colleges? A couple of years ago, I made this point and said, why isn't anyone ranking the top trade schools? And Forbes eventually did, which was terrific. But you don't see enough of it because when we tell kids, you want to talk about debt and college and all of that, you know, $1.6 trillion in student loans isn't really a mystery when you think of it in terms of we've been telling people for decades that if they don't sign on the dotted line, they're going to wind up turning a wrench. That meme, that trope is so inculcated in our and the reptilian part of our brain, it's very, very difficult to step away from it. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks to Jeff Root and America's favorite caddy for joining us in hour number one. Still to come here on the back nine, Thomas Pagel from the USGA will join us. Very uh, pleased and honored to have Thomas join us once again. He's a good friend of ours, and he's a very important person when it comes to the rules and handicapping in the game of golf. He is An amateur status. the guy. Right, and so now we have handicap situation change with the world handicap in play. I don't understand all of it. Thomas is going to help us. Hopefully, in this next hour, you will get an understanding that will help you to know how this is going to affect you, your partner, your playing, all that type of thing in, as it comes to handicapping. Hey, this is a, I'll tell you what, man, this, anytime you start bringing up handicapping, it is uh, quite the Pandora's box, right? I mean, there, oh, there, handicapping, the way it was meant to be is such a great thing, Bob. Create the, a, player, a level playing field for everybody, yes. The way it ends up being a lot of the times is just the, the most frustrating thing about the game of golf. Cheating. Right. Right. That is exactly what it is. It's <laughs> exactly Sand what it is. Sandbagging cheaters. And it's cheating before you even tee off. That's you, exactly you know, when right. You, so when the you talk, intent is there. Exactly. There's nothing more frustrating than entering a tournament, playing your heart out, Go in there and see somebody wins the net by like thirty shots, and I'm exaggerating, yeah. but you know, oh, yeah. a, a large number. 
they might shoot 80 when they're at 18 handicap for a net, you know, 64 or something like that. And you're going, Hey, what, <laughs> wait, what? Anyway, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what Thomas has to say. We also still come off, uh, came off hour number one with, uh, 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 an hour long discussion about heckling in the game of golf. I I'm glad you read the Bobby Jones creed that is yeah. in the spectator guide. I tend to fall in that line as well, Bob. And I think that's what makes the Masters so unique and something you can appreciate is that the only thing I would say is the difficulty with communicating one with another. Yes. If you're there with a group watching and you get separated, trying to find that person, that's what that's the that's the only thing I could see that you would want to take away. And, and I agree with you. Um, but the decorum is expected and the people live up to that expectation. Otherwise, they're taken off the property. The only thing I would say about that creed is, unfortunately, the patron, quote unquote, doesn't seem to be the same as it was back then because you don't yeah. see the same people over and over again at Augusta. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We'll continue the conversation. Thomas Pagel joins us right here on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the epic flash with flash face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. 
Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks again for joining us. We're really excited about this next opportunity because I think uh, along with myself, I think there's a lot of people who have questions about what the new World Handicap uh, system means to them, to the tournaments that they're going to play in, to their playing partners, to their club, all that type of thing, course ratings. Me too, and- Brian. Me too. Right. Uh, well, I didn't mean to exclude you. In I that got statement. my amateur status back. Me too. Uh, and 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 we're proud of that. So uh, <laughs> hopefully that this uh, continues to uh, further scrutinize your handicap so that I can have a chance to beat you at some yeah. point in time or helps me out in some way. All right, I just got to get better. That's what it comes down to, Bob. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, we're really pleased. We're going to find out exactly how this all works from the man himself, Thomas Pagel, Senior Managing Director of Governance for the United States Golf Association. Thomas, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year yeah, to you. you really, really appreciate you taking some time to join us. Uh, you're always very kind with your time, and, uh, and we do appreciate that. So I guess first off, man, uh, here we go. January, the new World Handicap System is in place. Let's just start out. Maybe give, give us the general statement of, of what this means. Wow, it's uh, it's going to be tough for, for me to keep that quick. I mean, <laughs> it, it, this means so much. I mean, this is a, it, it's really a great thing for the game, the global game. Uh, if you look at where we were previously, there were six handicap authorities uh, throughout the world that were calculating handicaps, golf handicaps differently. You had the USGA system used in a big part of the world, but you had Golf Australia and Argentina and Congo, who oversees the UK, uh, the European Golf Association. And so what we were finding is as this world becomes increasingly borderless and people travel and they play more, you couldn't play equitably or fairly with counterparts from other parts of the world because all of our handicaps were done differently. Some of the systems only allowed for you to post tournament scores. Some of the systems were focused on a stable for or points-based format. And so, you know, in the U S if you were to go play from somebody from the UK, you were going to get your clock cleaned because the handicaps were calculated differently. And so about seven years ago, uh, Mike Davis and Peter Dawson, who was then the uh, chief executive for the RNA got together and said, let's, Let's be uh, bold here and take on an initiative to try and create a system where we can have a single worldwide handicap system. And that's exactly what, what we've done. So it's been a journey. Uh, as you can imagine, taking six systems, which are all based on, on, on specifications and algorithms and combining them into one is, is not an easy task, especially when you're dealing with different golfing cultures. Uh, but our team has done that. And so now, as of January 1st this year, we're excited that we've now launched the World Handicap System. Uh, we've implemented it immediately here in the U.S. And over the course of the next probably nine to ten months, you're going to see a rolling implementation throughout the world. And, and geez, at the end of this year, every single handicap uh, for every golfer around the globe will be calculated in the same way. So, again, can't keep it short, but it, this is a big deal for the game of golf. Well, and, and, and the USGA and the RNA, they're their governing rules of the, for golf um, throughout the world. And so for this to all come together, yeah, it's a big deal. 
it, you know, again, it was a, it was a monumental effort. This is a space where the USGA, our handicap system, we have a, over a hundred years of experience uh, and sweat equity that's been put into that system. Um, and, and so certainly we didn't want to lose that or abandon that, but for the, for the betterment of the game, the best thing for the game was to try and develop a single system. And for all your listeners out there, I know we're going to get into what does this mean for me? The one thing I, I try and tell folks here in the U S is take some comfort. You are going to notice some changes, but the amount of change we're going to experience here in the U S is far less significant than what others will experience throughout the world. And what I mean by that is this world handicap system, it's primarily based on the system that we've been using here in the U S for over a hundred years. Thomas Pagel, United States golf association joining us here on real golf radio. So let's start to get to the, some of the nitty gritty. And I, I think that on your website, if you go to usga.org, um, and I believe it's just slash WHS, uh, will take you to the world handicap system. And this little infographic, five things to know about the world handicap system. I think that's a good place to start. There, there's other things that come off of that, but um, the the handicap index calculation is changing. I think that's something that we're – for me, I didn't ever under, completely understand slope, rating. I, I knew kind of that it related to the difficulty of the golf course and how that affected my handicap and on that particular course. But talk about how this uh, handicap index calculation, what, what are the changes in, under the new system? Yeah, this one, this is actually, for, for those of us that are not mathematicians by background, this is a, a fantastic change, right? So the old system, we used to take the best 10 of 20 scores or your score differentials where you use the course handicap or course rating, slope rating, and you come up with a number. We take the best 10 of 20, but then we had what we call this bonus for excellence where we multiply it by 0.96. So it wasn't truly an average because we were taking a part or we, we were taking a good chunk of that away. Um, and now under the new system, it is truly a system where we're going to take the best eight of 20. So no longer 10, we're going to go with eight scores and we're just going to take the average of the differentials. Uh, so it becomes a little simpler. You don't have this additional, um, uh, calculation you have to go through. So at the, when you, when you get your handicap revision and you see the little stars next to the, the scores, those are the scores that the eight scores out of the 20 that were used. And we're just taking an average of, of those. So it's a much simpler approach. Um, frankly, um, when, when you look at that output or that handicap index. All right. And it also, I like, is, is, was that, I assume that was intentional going from 10 to eight so that it's a little bit more, um, relevant to your latest rounds. Also, uh, along with that, you're also going to see daily postings and daily updates and revisions to your handicap as opposed to the old twice a month, uh, situation, right? Uh, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, so back to the eight of 20. Yeah. I mean, it truly is reflective of your potential. That's what the handicap system is designed to capture. It's not, you know, what is your best score? What's your worst score? It's what's your potential as a golfer and, and eight of 20 does that. And I should have said the first time, you know, on January 1st, when, when folks woke up, they may have noticed their handicap index changed. Uh, for some people like myself, I didn't change at all. I had the same handicap index I did on January 1st using the eight of 10 as I did using or using eight of 20 as I did using 10 of 20 with the bonus of excellence. But there are folks that could change maybe by a stroke. Um, we're not seeing significant swings, but there, there are some folks that would have noticed that. Um, as it relates to the, the daily updates, again, this is uh, an attempt for, for the system to be more responsive before the system would update on the first and 15th. And so as you're posting rounds, they would sit there and you'd have to wait for them before your handicap would take effect. Now, if you go out and you post a score, you wake up the next day, your handicap's going to be updated. We're going to have daily revisions, so it's much more responsive, and you can you can watch your trend as a golfer happen more in real time than waiting those those two weeks. 
Well, the other thing I liked about it was, you know, on on any certain or specific day, um, the golf course could play totally different than than it did the day before under calm conditions or whatever. You might have windy weather, you know, tough conditions, and and that comes into effect to help out with with the handicap as well. Yeah, and this one, Bob, this is really cool. So this is what we call our plain course conditions, and and it's not it's it's a pretty conservative. Uh, calculation, it's not going to happen often, but as you're saying, if you're playing a golf course uh, and it's really windy and it's rainy and you're out there with your friends and you post your score, the system's going to automatically notice and say, okay, I've seen that most people that are posting scores today, their scores are higher than what they knew, what they normally post. And the scores overall on the golf course are higher than what the course rating would typically dictate. And it will go in and kick out an algorithm and, and adjust back to what would be more normal conditions. And so you don't have to feel like, man, it was rainy. It was windy. This score is going to kill my handicap. I don't, I don't want to use it. Go ahead and post it. The system will take care of it for you. Uh, we want people out there enjoying golf and posting scores and, and we'll let the uh, system do the calculations in the background. All right. So let's talk about the net. Actually, we're up against a break. Hang on one second. Are you okay to hang on for a sec, Thomas? Yeah, absolutely. All right, appreciate it. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back. we still got to get into what net double bogey, replacing equitable stroke, all that kind of stuff. We'll get into all that next. Thomas Pagel joining us here, talking about the new World Handicap System. It's now operational and govern, governing your handicap as it relates to uh, amateur status. So we'll talk about that as we continue next, right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember 
Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show, uh, Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Continue to be joined by the USGA's Thomas Pagel. All right, Thomas, uh, again, thanks for hanging on. We appreciate that. So talking about the World Handicap System and, and how what changes we're going to see as amateurs and how it affects us and our play, can you address this um, I, this idea of a playing handicap and, and how it, what does that mean? What, how is that different than a course handicap? Yeah, you know, it, it, it will largely be the same, uh, but we did introduce a new term, playing handicap, which indicates if you were to play a different format outside of individual stroke play, there oftentimes is, is an allocation that you're given. So if you're playing in a, in a four-ball event, for example, you're not getting 100% of your handicap. Uh, you're going to get, what is it, I think 90%. And so you have a course handicap, which would be at 100%. But the playing handicap is just the adjustment to say, no, no, Brian, you're not getting 100 today. You're going to play at 90% of your handicap that is your playing handicap for today. So it's really an attempt to introduce this new concept so that you can understand the difference of, okay, if I were getting 100% of my strokes, I'd be at X. But today, because I'm getting only a certain percentage, I'm at Y, and the Y is my playing handicap. Interesting. Okay, explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite Michael Scott comment. You know, he's trying to figure out the surplus, but but yeah. I, I, so, but breaking that down, the, the idea being this: this is the whole thing is to try to keep the game equitable, right? I mean, I think we've all one of the biggest things that's distressing to us is when, when you find yourself in a tournament and somebody just posts a ridiculously low score based on their handicap. So that, that come, it, it makes it difficult. That takes out the whole equitable part of it. That's the reason for handicaps. So I assume this helps and all these efforts are to keep that equitable play. Right. And, and I think there is something in the new world handicap that allows for some adjustments. If, if that scenario were to take place. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, and the old system had it as well, but the new system has, uh, a mechanism that might kick in a little bit easier, but it also has some other protections against it. As you said, I mean, the principle for a handicap system is to be able to promote fun and fair play or that equitable play as you described it. And in order for that to happen, you, you, first of all, you need to rely on the integrity of the players and posting scores. And I think that as golfers inherently that that's, that's what we do. But if somebody were to go out and play in a tournament and they were to shoot an exceptional score, the system recognizes that. And if it's, more than a certain number of strokes better than their handicap index, it is going to automatically kick in and adjust their handicap index again so that it's more reflective of their potential as a golfer. And they've just shown through this exceptional score that their potential as a golfer is perhaps better than what their handicap index might suggest. 
And so it will, it will kick in. And then on top of that, this, this system also uh, includes some new safeguards, what we have, what we call caps, right? So we have uh, a soft cap and a hard cap. And essentially these caps without going into the calculations limit the amount that a player's handicap can go up from uh, uh, revision to revision, but also over a 12 month period. So if you were to start uh, the year as a five handicap, this system's going to make sure that you're not going to go up and, and six months from now be a 15. It's going to kick in and cap and say, whoa, whoa, Brian, your potential as a golfer is actually this, at least what you've shown in the last 12 months. And while your scores might be trending a little bit higher, we're actually not going to raise your handicap index up at that rate because we want it to reflect the potential that you've shown in the past. So again, there's some safeguards some measures that we, that we've put in there. Cause at the end of the day, it is about uh, promoting that fun and fair play. So a question for you then in, in a tournament setting, um, is that, is that going to be a, a sliding scale handicap since it's be being, um, renewed daily and that kind of thing? Can, can you technically go into, into a, you know, like the art city amateur here in Utah, can you go play that event? And like on the first round, you, you know, you shoot your handicap at the second round, you, you know, it, your handicap stays the same or you shoot a good score, or you shoot a bad score. Does, does that go into effect in play or just daily play? It, it, so, so the, for tournament play, you're not going to have to worry about a sliding scale. What we recommended for administrators is, you know what, pick your cutoff date because, and, and having sat behind the desk and run a number of, of sure. both club and, and state level competitions, I sympathize with this. You, you can't, you can only imagine, I just accepted a hundred entries. I have to cut this off at some point. And so what we're recommending is go ahead and probably pick the first or the 15th and say, I'm going to use handicaps as of the first of this month, even if the tournament's not played till let's say the sixth. And what that does is that allows the administrator to go in, get the tournament set up in the computer, get the scorecards printed, get the scoreboards done. And then, you know what, just go ahead and stick, with those handicaps that were generated on the first, even though his scores are posting handicaps are updated. It's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's a practical approach more than anything. All right, Thomas. So in the beginning, you told us that uh, this, one of the reasons for having this was to help everyone around the world. If you're playing different courses, does this mean that if you play the same golf course, you know, your home club, you play it every day. Uh, we talk about this at Alpine Country Club a lot, that the handy, our, our Alpine handicaps don't travel very well. You, if you play Alpine every day, you can, you, you, your, your score might be, uh, your handicap might be quite a bit lower than if you just showed up at Torrey Pine South, for instance, and, you know, as a one handicap, you're probably not shooting 73, 74 uh, based on uh, the difficulty of that golf course. It, or, or, so how, do, how does that travel? Does it help with handicaps traveling? Does it take that into consideration? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing, and, and this is this existed in the old system as well, is, is you know, you, you're not going to shoot to your handicap or play to your handicap, excuse me, every round you play, right? Because your handicap is your potential. And so you're going to have those bad rounds. You're going to have, or, or even those sort of mildly average rounds where you say, okay, well, uh, my handicap would have you shoot an 80 today, but I shot an 83. Well, that's, that's still normal within your sort of playing records and, and to be uh, expected. Now, what, what kicks in, though, is when we're talking about your target score, what you should be shooting, you have to look at your course rating and your slope rating, so the adjustment. So it's not to par, but it's actually what, what par would be or what your course handicap would be using both uh, that course rating and slope rating. And so if I have a course handicap of a 5 and I'm playing a, a golf course that has a, a par of 72, my target score for that day is going to be a, a 77. 
And so that's what, if I were to play to my handicap and play well, that's what I should expect mm-hmm. to score. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thomas Pagel joining us here, United States Golf Association on Real Golf Radio. All right. So if we, if, I, if I'm writing down some things, we've got daily posting and revising. We've got a playing handicap. We've got caps on the highs and low swings throughout the year to try to limit the, the, you know, the, 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 the flux, I guess. We have weather and course condition factor, which maybe, maybe you could touch on that a little bit more. I think that's interesting. That, that's just built into the algorithm. So if everybody on that golf course is shooting higher than normal scores that day, it's going to, Yep. add some calculation in just automatically, right? That, that's exactly right. And that's where, again, it's uh, the system's going to do the work in the background, but if it recognizes that scores are abnormally high or abnormally low, it, it'll kick in and adjust. Because again, the system wants to be reflective of, of your potential and, and try and uh, wash out some of that noise that might come with, with weather. So of the things that I mentioned, what, what am I missing? What are, what are some of the other things that are important aspects to the changes? Look, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, one important aspect is going to relate to the course handicap and how course handicap is calculated, whereas now it will take into effect uh, the difference between course rating and par. Uh, under the old system, there was a section called, you know, Section 3-5, which some tournament operators or organizers were familiar with. And what that would say is if you're playing the white tees and I'm playing the blue tees, there would actually be some adjustment between our handicaps because we're not playing from the same tees. So if you're playing the blue, you might get more strokes uh, than, than your course handicap would normally dictate to adjust against me playing from the white. Mm. The new system actually takes into, into account course rating minus par. So it's going to calculate my course handicap uh, or ca- calculate an, an index. And then what it'll do is it'll say, okay, if the course handicap is 74, but it's a par 72 golf course, we're actually going to add two strokes to that to that uh, number that we just calculated. And so it has this built-in adjustment already done. So we don't have to worry about anymore, Brian, you're playing from the blues, I'm playing from the whites, let's figure out this secondary calculation because the system's already done it for us. Mm. And, and again, it, it sounds complicated. There are a lot of numbers involved and it can get complicated. It's a calculation. But the, the good news is technology is there to help us. So, you know, you look at apps, like, for example, the new Gin app, app, which was just launched this week. You put in your information, you put in the T's you want to play, and it's going to do all the calculations for you. I just signed up for that, by the way. I got updated my new Gin app, and it looks nice. So well done. Yep. Yeah, so how's uh, room for Room for growth. It, it, it'll, it'll continue to improve, but it's out there, and we're excited for it. So how's this been received across the world, uh, not only here in the United States, but how is it being received as the new handicap system for the world, basically? You, you know what? I think uh, we've done uh, such a uh, – uh, well, we've gone through a lot with our partners of the other six existing authorities over the last seven years. So I think the world's been prepared for this, the golfing world, and we've seen it actually be very well received. Um, we were talking to our friends from South Africa uh, the other day, and they were ready to start sending in testimonial after testimonial talking about how much they love it. So they didn't wait either. Come January 1st, you know, the, they, they uh, started playing immediately under it, and they're hearing nothing but great things from, from their members. Uh, we're hearing good things here in the U.S., whereas people are showing up. They're saying, well, wait a minute, why is my cat course handicap a little bit different than it's been? But they go out and they play, and they, they sort of begin to understand how the system works. And, again, what we're hearing is very, very favorable. So – um, but look, I'm, I'm also going to be uh, open. And just like with the new rules last year, yeah. uh, there's probably a few things we're going to learn over the course of the next, you know, five or six months is 
balls are put in the air and people start using the system. And if, if there are adjustments to the system we have to make, we're, we're certainly open and, and going to do that and do so quickly. Uh, but we're excited. As I said at the outset, you're taking six different handicap authorities, different uh, golfing cultures from out the world and, and bringing it into one system. And that's a, that's a big thing for our global game. I love it. I appreciate you taking some time to explain it. I, I did want to ask you a year later, um, how, how have you felt about those rules changes? It, it certainly was, was changing the, the look of everything, right? The way people dropped the golf ball, the way, you know, the way they handled um, hazards, uh, you know, or, or, or we don't call them in that anymore. You know, all, the, there's a lot of things that change. Putting with a flag stick in. A year later, yep. how, how have you kind of, uh, how do you sit back and look at the changes on those rules? You know what, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I'm still thrilled with where we've ended up. Uh, there was certainly some points, uh, some challenging points early in the year, but as I just said, you know what, we recognized that that would happen and, and we, we committed to the golf community that we would be responsive and act quickly. And I think that's exactly what we did. And look, you, you reflect on last year and I'm going to, I'm going to knock on wood as we're, as the calendars turned over and we were heading into a new year, but all four majors controversy free, uh, yeah. you know, you take, you get into March, there are very few rules controversies um, from that point forward. And the rule, we don't want the rules to be a headline. We never wanted the rules to be a headline. And, and so the fact that people aren't talking about them as much, the fact that you don't have the controversies, I take that away as a positive. And, and I have to laugh. You know, I was, I was fortunate enough to go to the President's Cup, and as I was walking around refereeing a couple of groups, I'm watching players drop from their knees. And it actually took me a day or two to wait to think to myself, wait a minute, if this were last year, they'd be dropping from the shoulder. So it's, 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 I think become normal now. Um, and again, we continue to hear, hear good things and, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled with where we've ended up. Well, Thomas, we appreciate it. And you know, I have the obligatory, um, question that I, that I have to ask. And that is, are we, <laughs> are we ready to address the divot in the fairway rule? Is it time for 2020? <laughs> every time, every time. I'll every- see if I can move that up the, up the priority list. But, you know, my parting shot for your listeners is it's an outdoor game. <laughs> it's a challenging game. We love to take the good with the bad. You never complain about the good, good lie in the rough. Uh, sometimes you just have to accept what, what you get and, and play hard. I have to ask. I know. I know. I know it's not going anywhere, but I'm going to keep asking Thomas. It's just what I have to do. So you're, you're going to wear me down one of these days. I know it. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Happy new year to you. We appreciate you uh, spending uh, the time with us here and helping us understand the new world handicap system. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy new year. There you go. Thanks, Thomas Bagel uh, joining us right here from the USGA. We'll take a short break. We'll wrap up the show next. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember 
And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding a light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio presented by Callaway Golf. Coming up on Tuesday, the worldwide launch of Maverick, the new drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons all coming up. Be sure to follow Callaway Golf on social media. Follow them on their webpage as well for all of the details on Tuesday of the uh, worldwide launch of Maverick. Also, you can uh, tune into Real Golf Radio next week. We will have in-depth detail about all of that from uh, Callaway and the, themselves. Dave Neville, Senior Director of Brand Management, will join us with the inside scoop on the woods. and uh, It's going to be great. I can't wait for, uh, to hear about it. And uh, Callaway's innovative every single year. This technology now moving into what's Maverick. And by the way, every time I think of that driver, and mm-hmm. then you see the previews for the new Top Gun movie, and it all happens to come out on the same year. I, I don't know that that was coincidental. I'm just saying. Not that anyone from Callaway's told me that, but I, I, maybe <laughs> it's not coincidental. So when we're watching a you know, blockbuster movie of the summertime with uh, you know, Top Gun returning, we'll think about old Tom Cruise and that his yep. character Mav and Goose and when you tee that sucker up, you know, neg- negative Ghost Rider pattern yep. is full. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, uh, interesting. Uh, really appreciate Thomas uh, for joining us and uh, Thomas Pagel from the USGA and breaking down the world handicap system. If you missed that, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Real Golf, where you can uh, listen to that interview and get all the information you need to know 
about the new world handicap system and how it'll affect you. Also, by the way, give us a follow. If you're not following us, you want to do so. We're going to give away one of those brand new Maverick drivers to one of our Twitter followers. So Twitter is the place you need to go to follow us at real golf. And we will be keeping an eye on all of our new followers as well as our loyal followers that have been there. And we will choose random drawing coming up at the end of this month. We will give away a new Maverick driver. So uh, do it now. Tell your friends, share it, and uh, help us continue to grow our uh, audience on social media. All right, uh, Bob, let's, before we uh, talk more of that, uh, just a real, real quick thought on heckling. Because if you missed the first hour, that was our whole topic. Mm-hmm. We, I think we can all agree that the, the sport will continue to evolve and change, but golf is and always has been part of tradition and history and decorum, and I think that needs to stay. I, I like a lot of the new things. Ricky Fowler playing in an untucked Hawaiian shirt. A lot of people have issue with that. You, you should have a golf shirt that you tuck in. Quite frankly, I like that kind of thing. I yeah. like that the Jordans are making golf shoes and they're more athletic looking. I think that's great. I think that there's a lot of things about the game that are evolving and are more sporty, maybe less ca- less uh, um, more casual, less formal. Strict this is the word I'm formal. Yeah. yeah. So some of those things I applaud. But I, I due to the nature of the game, I think heckling, especially introducing betting where a heckler could literally affect the outcome of a tournament. Sure, they get kicked out, but they might not care because their guy won and they, that's who they bet on. That's the thing I worry about. And so I think there needs to be a trend that maintains the decorum on the golf course. Even if you don't like Patrick Reed and you want to yell at him, I don't think the golf course is the place to do it. I agree. I agree 100%. I, I just keep coming back to the idea that this is a game where, you know, it's it's – those are the things that are expected, that tradition, the, you know, not making noise when, when a player is, is hitting a shot or over a shot or hitting a putt or over a putt. Those are all the things that we know and have grown up with in the game. Introducing and infusing this whole new set of, of people into the game is what's kind of, they don't understand the expectations of of what it is, especially at a PGA Tour event. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're you know if you're playing at your local Muni or or whatever, you know guys are driving around, and you know one of the things is you know you got those little speakers and stuff like that. Guys are playing music. You know we you do that. We, you know we do it when we play golf together and stuff like that. It's just it makes things a little bit more fun and enjoyable and and that kind kind of thing. But in, in the game of golf, when you're playing professional golf for the amount of money that professionals are playing for, it's common courtesy and etiquette to allow them to perform without being interrupted or being heckled or whatever. I, I think that's well said, and I'm glad you brought up the music. That is so, certainly a polarizing discussion as well. Some people think that is absolutely the wrong thing. I mean, they, I, if I asked the caddy about it, he'd probably be against it because, again, he yes, likes he this – you know, take a break from all the noise. And I, I think there's times when I wouldn't want music playing. There are also times when I enjoy it. If you're just out on a Saturday with some guys and you're having a good time and you got a little music as long, my, my rule with rule of thumb with music is as long as it's only within your earshot of your golf cart, it's fine. If you're cranking it up to where people can hear you on the next fairway, I think that's crossing the line. Yeah. Fair. Yep. Okay. I think that's fair. hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, it, it is, 
it is an interesting topic. I, I will say this. If they're just walking down the fairway and somebody wanted to give them a bad time or rib a player about something they did or what have you, um, I, I think the players need to have some thick skin at that point in time because the fans aren't affecting their swing or their play at, the, at that moment. And they do have the right to sort of share their, their thoughts. Now, if it's over the line and, and, and needs to be warrants a, a kicking the guy out, then that's one thing. But for the most part, I think the players need to have some thick skin as they're just walking around. When they're in their shots, everyone needs to have some respect and allow them to hit their shot. Well, and on, conversely, on the other side of that, you know, when somebody is allowed to do that, then that next step is going to be closer to him performing a shot or during a shot or something like that. So it's it's tough to police that. And then um, not expect it to somehow seep into when a guy's performing or trying to execute a shot. Yeah, I get it. And and by the way, I hate the yelling after the tee shot, whether it's uh, you, the man, get in the hole, uh, Baba Booey, mashed potatoes, any of that kind of stuff is so annoying. I could do without it's that stupid. for sure. Yep. I would rather hear guys cheer and yell as guys were walking up on the green if they wanted to rather than off the tee shot. That That's just yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. And people, you know, we think, of, we think of Augusta National, and we think of, you know, the decorum and stuff like that there. But one of the coolest things in the game of golf is when the guys finish on the 11th hole and they walk up to the 12th tee and everybody starts cheering and clapping for him. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a spectacle that's that's awesome. And and that's what it should be like. Rory said this of the Masters a couple of years ago in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution was quoted as saying, this golf tournament, this golf club, they do it right. Uh, you have to respect the traditions of the game. And look, I keep saying I'm all for people having a good time. That is... Uh, what will bring more people into our game and into our sport. But sometimes you just have to remember that it's not quite a football match or whatever. So unquote. Yeah. So that, that was Rory a couple of years ago at Augusta. Uh, and, and I, and I, I agree with him there, there has to be some kind of a balance, but you know what, go have a good time. This isn't your grandpa's PGA tour. And, and I don't need the X GA either. I, you know, we, the PGA is one thing we don't need X GA, that's going to be, you know, the rowdy uh, type of golf. Correct. But I think you can have fun and enjoy yourself without crossing the line. All right, Bob, a couple other things we got to mention here um, before we leave. And that was, that. by the way, that was all of our discussion in hour number one. So you're welcome to, to cue that up and, and take a listen at your convenience. Um, should mention, speaking of heckling, Sergio turned 40. How about that? <laughs> and boy, he got heckled that year at uh, Bethpage Blank when – he would do what 10 15 20 you know waggles in his in his uh in his golf swing and stuff and and regripping what those those new yorkers they lit him up man and it got to him and he flipped him off and gotten you know i mean it was a bad deal right so uh, yep. sergio certainly had his um time with the hecklers uh next week uh the big names not all returning but it's the first event back on the mainland out in the desert, the American Express, hosted by Phil Mickelson. What do you think about yeah. Phil now hosting on the PGA Tour? Well, that event was the old Bob Hope Desert Classic. They play on a rotation or a rota of three turn- three golf courses. Um, I can remember going there with my dad when I was a kid. We'd, we'd always go there for the weekend, uh, the Bob Hope. Um, drive over the mountain from San Diego uh, through Hemet and right down into Palm Springs and, and the Coachella Valley. And we'd watch that golf tournament. 
Yeah, there were presidents that played. There were uh, politicians that played. There were uh, actors and actresses and comedians and all that kind of thing. It was a fun event. In fact, my dad played with Evil Knievel one year. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And as a kid, that uh, was probably the best one. Oh, yeah. It was. I mean, <laughs> it was really cool to be able to see him and that kind of thing. So um, this is a fun event. They get. Um, it used to be 90, 90 holes. It used to be five rounds, but now it's only four again. Um, but it's it's a fun event, and Palm Springs is awesome this yeah. time of year. Yeah, so that that's taking place next week. Big names all returning to Torrey Pines. We're going to see, you know, basically the who's who, including Tiger Woods. Everyone anxious to see how Tiger's going to continue yep. to play. I, we mentioned this in our show last week, but big expectations for Tiger in 2020. The guy is, just seems to have his game back almost to 2000 for him. It's, it seems easy for him, and we know if he's not thinking swing – and he's just working on uh, winning golf tournaments. The the mental yep. that fifteenth club, which is his mental toughness, uh, that that'll kick in again. And he's certainly learned how to win. And I, I again, and I expect him to win more. I think he's a multiple winner in twenty twenty. This is his first opportunity to get to eighty three wins, so the most ever by a PGA Tour player. He's tied with Tam, with uh, Sam Snead right now at at eighty two. Um, so this is this is, gives him a chance to get to 83 and be the winningest golfer of all time. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that that is crazy. You know, I was just I was just looking at um, you know we were talking about about um, guys that have won and how many tournaments they've won before the age of 30 or um, 27. Tiger Woods by the time he was 27. Okay, Justin Thomas just did 12. Tiger Woods before the age of 27, he had 34 wins. That's amazing, isn't it? 34 wins. Jack had 20. You know, the key is, Bob, you know, you talk about shooting your age. How about winning your age? <laughs> eclipsing. Winning before your age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, eclipsing your age in wins, right? I mean, you got, you, got, you got JT. We're celebrating the fact that, by the way, he says he's not celebrating. Just clarification. He's like, I'm not yeah. celebrating 12. I don't think it's anything to talk about. It's, I'm going to enjoy it, and then I'm moving on, try to get 13. But, He's got 12 at 27. You know, yes. Tiger's got 34, had 34 at 27 and now has 82 at 44. So yeah. he's, you think about that almost doubling it up. And, you know, hey, if he has a year, he has a year and wins, wins uh, six, he'll be double the age, you know, get 88 by 44. That'd be pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, pretty cool. So, like you said, uh, next week, Tory Pines Tiger's coming back. Roy McElroy is committed to play. Jason Day's going to play. Uh, Xander Shoffley, of course, Brooks Kepka, uh, Tony Finau will be there. There's going to be a lot of big names in San Diego. That's going to be a great event. You know, last week we talked about those who we expect to have a big year, and we talked about some of the hottest players. Justin Thomas was one that I mentioned mm-hmm. as being one of the hottest players, and he goes out and wins. I'll, I'll, he kind of kind of won ugly at the end there, but he did get the W, and uh, I expect, again, big things from him. But Brooks Kepka is a big question mark, right? We haven't seen him. He missed the President's Cup, missed Tiger's event, all with that coming off that surgery. And so what is what is Brooks going to do, and how will he continue his hot run, especially as we prepare for major championship season? All those questions that continue to be answered, we'll see him at Torrey Pines. All right, short break. Thanks for joining us. We'll wrap things up next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This 
is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Boki SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to uh, our great sponsor in Callaway Golf. Don't forget, coming up on Tuesday, the launch of the Maverick Woods, Irons, Fairway Woods, Hybrids, everything. Uh, be sure to tune in to all their social channels and tune in next week to Real Golf Radio for inside details on the new release of the Maverick Driver, Fairway Woods, Irons, and such. So uh, we look forward to that. Uh, you can find them at CallawayGolf.com. What's that? Aren't we giving one of those away, too? Thank you very much, Bob. We are, in fact, giving one of those away. So if you are not following us on Twitter, at Real Golf, you're going to want to do that. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Real Golf Radio, is where you can find us there. couple chances to win a Maverick driver, brand new, from yep. Callaway Golf. So we'll be telling you more about that and posting on social. But if you're not following us, give us a follow. We're giving one away, baby. In fact, we're giving two away. We're giving one away for our Insta followers and one away from our for our Twitter followers. So you got double you the go. chance, man. Load it up. We're bringing it in 2020. Two for yep. 20. That's what we'll call it. A little two for 20. Uh, I like so, it. So 
we're going to continue this conversation about heckling and and what happened with Patrick Reed and all that. I don't think this is going away anytime soon, Bob. No, it's not going to. And and it it keeps getting stirred up because Patrick won't let it won't let it die. And uh, it's it's just something that we're going to have to deal with until something happens where we all decide enough. Yeah. And uh, he's going to have to play a part in that. Also, the world handicap system, my take on that is I just need to play around with it a little bit, yep. post some scores, see how it works, and, and, and hopefully it becomes a better system. For our producer, Dave Glauser, he's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. It's been real. 